ya yo me yo estoy, yo estoy ya nerviosa y todo. No, I'm so excited. Eh. Aquí estoy con Dylan Ferro. Really excited to be here um, in his house, which is stunning. No ve la vista que tiene. Really beautiful. So of all the places to live, Dylan, you've chosen the right place. Because you really could live anywhere. Maybe. No, pero aquí tú eres llanito y llanito es donde I think how we live in Gibraltar is absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little haven. I mean, I've always found it a haven, eh? Back in the days when we started, um, obviously because of the success of the first album, uh, it was difficult to go to some places. Was it? Because at the beginning, I mean, we topped the, the Spanish charts. I mean, for, for that year, it was a Coca-Cola moment. And so what do you every, do? Everything everybody... you could dream of, but at the same time, the hassle that you went to public places and, and people knew who you were. Yeah. Well, so everyone it, wants a bit of you. <laughs> is this mainly in Spain? See, 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 totally in Spain. Yes, yes. What's that like? Like, like being adored by all these um, fans? Weird. can't imagine your, Come on, your, it, it your... was it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, it was overwhelming. Yeah, because, because we I mean, went, I still remember, we went to play a show in Burgos and we really hadn't broken completely. The company, the record company, signed us up for three singles, Sony, no? Well, they were going to do three albums not with us. Album. They ah. were going to do three albums with us. Yeah. But because it was our first album, they obviously had to uh, find themselves a little clause so they could also get out of it. Mm -hmm. And the clause was that if after three singles the album hadn't become a major album or hadn't sold, that we would be dropped automatically by the company. And so what time that, frame? that was yeah. that was a decisive yeah. thing because the first single we launched was Contra Corriente. And that song, even though it was a curious song or quirky song, For the time that it was, nobody sounded like us on, on that type of song. It didn't really work immediately. So, yes, we had launched something. The, there was a little bit of few sales going on, but nothing major. So what, is, what is the time frame from when you launch to knowing whether this is going to like really work well, or not? It's not that there's a time frame, but I can tell you what the time frame was for this one. When we launched the first album... We went from nothing to eight months later having the most sold album in Spain. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> For one week. Incredible. So it was really, really... And how long after you started Really was amazing. Um, I joined the band when I was 16. Yeah. And we did the Treehouse Tree album, yes. I'm 16 on that album. Are you I'm really? actually 16 when I'm singing wow. there. A lot of people thought I'd smoked wow. two packets of cigarettes and mm. <laughs> I don't know you've, you've got a bit Because of a... my voice was very uh, gravelly or whatever, no? But, I but remember it, yeah. Treehouse, I remember the days of the Admiral Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good days. Very good days. Fun. Going good out. days, but I, I'm going to say good days because there was a live scene. Yeah. And it was really cool. You would actually yeah. go out. Yeah. And you knew that. And you went to certain clubs to yeah. see the bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really cool. Yeah. And it was, at one time it was probably... Us down at the Collingwoods and, and glow up at the sacks, yeah. I remember. And, and but anyway, I, I think. And after hours? I, see, after hours, then they came No Man's Land, the Puma Tarde también, with, sí. with Corey. I, I think, to be honest, there was a live scene and it was really nice. Mm. It was really, really, really Do nice. Do you think they're trying to bring that back a little now? Uh, I don't know. 
There's been I, a few I, gigs. I think that technology has made people more independent yeah. unless people look to share music with other people. So the, the band element is lost. People yeah. become singer-songwriters or people want to do their own songs. They want to do everything themselves, record at home and, 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 why do you think and go is? through the whole process themselves. Why do I don't know, but I, you, you would think that when they brought out this wonderful thing they call the social media that would make people more sociable, but really it's the other way around. For, for uh, bands and that, it's... it's for, for everything, it's I think in general. In, for everything, I have to be honest. I think for everything. But I think that people were more close. I used to go down to band rooms. Yeah. And because there was no internet. Remember, we are pre-internet yeah. when we actually had this number yeah. one. So if you wanted to learn how to play an instrument or, or, or learn how to be in a band or, or, or know what people were doing or, or, or get influenced by something, you had to go to somebody else's band room. Hmm. And that was so cool. Hmm. I would stand at the door of, of, of a band room and, and not know who they were and then suddenly yeah, well, make well, friends and, and, and so go and see what they were doing and, and, and say, well, I can do that. I can, I can try this with my songs. And, and it was amazing. Were you writing your own music? I mean, Treehouse, you guys wrote your own when, stuff when, already. Yes, the Red Album of Treehouse is obviously a bunch of original songs. Some of them ended up on that first Melon album, uh, songs like Sacabo La Fe and uh, Big Old House. We used to know it as Big Old House here. Um, but yes, we started off being a cover band like everyone else. See, sí. And suddenly we started doing our own songs and trying them out there, for example, in the Collingwoods or whatever, mm -hmm. where we played. And mm. but the, they, funny, the, the crowd is going to love it regardless. Well, the, the funny thing is, we never made much about our songs until one day somebody came in and he says, "Oye, esa canción que que siempre Pero, toca." Así fue. Eso es lo que pasó. Sí, Como sí, así sí, por sí, la cara a, que yo. Absolutely, you just went like esa canción que usted toca, and I was trying to think of all the covers, and, and I, I never could grasp what it was until one mm. night. I remember we played um, a version of our song, the de, de la canción Desaparecida. The primer disco, no? Well, which, which ended up in the first album. And somebody, when we finished playing, he came up and said, Esa, esa es la canción que yo te decía que quería que tocara. And then we started realizing that people were asking for our songs mm. and not the cover songs. Mm. And that's when we said, something's happening. Mm. And I mean, we were already motivated to try and launch our music outside, but there is no A to B answer. And nobody can give... You don't go to the employment board and say, hey, I want to be a rock star. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's going to be my job. And it, it just doesn't happen. And, and we went and tried luck. And, and I think we did the opposite to everyone else. We went to Spain. Yeah. Because it's easier? Because what, what, why do you think? No, I don't easier know. Easier to break into uh, the look, music scene? Other people have tried in the UK. Yeah. I mean, our friend Giles, for example. Yeah. Um, and we always seem to think that everyone who went to the UK wouldn't come so back well. with empty hands. Or if they did something, it was, it's very difficult. Mm. I mean, we're talking about England, set the trends of most of the music that we hear, really, or, or all the biggest hits that you've ever heard. Yeah. They were the trendsetters, and those, starting with the Beatles in the 60s. And those, if you look at the, the trajectory from, from what comes out of England, mm. it's very difficult to break it there. I think that you're more of a needle in a haystack there than anywhere else in the world. So how do you break into the Spanish market? How do you start? Um, Where do you go? And, and I think we, I mean, to coming down to going into Spain, we were very influenced by English music. I think 
everyone in Jib was. Yeah. I remember that the record shops here, you know, we even went to Shades, for example, to buy... Shades! To Shades! Oh, my God! To buy an album or lo que sea, yeah. no? Un disco, lo que sea. It, we yeah. were the trendsetters. People came from Spain to find out what was happening in the charts because there was no internet. Hmm. So, And we were very connected to UK music and not so much to the Spanish one. Uh but obviously we thought, well, no, we sound very English, but if we sang Spanish over English music, ¿qué pasa? And I think that was the key. What was that your was first song? I, I don't think we thought about it that way then, but if we analyze it now, now we think about it and we said, claro, when we arrived to Spain, we had this really English-sounding band mm. with Spanish vocals, and there was nothing like it in Spain, and that was key. And again, mm. because no one had internet, suddenly this... So you started as... I don't know if strange music or not. You started as, as Mel and Deezer, uh, si. not, not Treehouse. No, like Treehouse, no. We arrived like Treehouse to sign. Okay. But the moment we signed, we became Mel and Diesel. So we thought about yeah. having this name and... Did everyone a name ask you, could, you? A name you could say the same in English and in Spanish. Good idea. <laughs> and also connected with the Collingwood. It's a shot, isn't it? That is a shot. See, that was that. That's, I know, I know that. I remember. I remember the shots. See, 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 see. Um, how, how does that go down in Spain? Like, how did you how did you get there to that point where you're signing a deal in Spain? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> there is a lot of perseverance from our part, and there is a lot of luck element in it as well. Is there? It's like being see, at the right place see, at the right time. Yes, absolutely. It's not right. who you like, know, and like I, in Shufa, maybe. Well, in, in some Poquito. cases, it is who you know. Yeah. In our case, que no conocíamos nadie in Madrid, it, 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 it was, it, there was a complete lack of I'll tell you the story in brief, because I think it, it is a story worth hearing, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people have ever asked the question. Really? Um, but we did go to live to Madrid and we, I hooked up with, with some of my, uh, friends from school who were studying there. Uh, a shout, a shout out to Ramon Vasquez, uh, Lee Coughlin and Nicholas Gordon. Mm -hmm. They were living there in, in Madrid and they were living with other people. There was an Italian bloke living there, a German guy, an Indian guy as well. And, uh, so it was, it was sort of like a, uh, the house of Benetton. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> people like, of all kinds there, yeah, yeah. really. And it was a nice mishmash and, I think to a point we were 18 people living in the house. Oh, my gosh. And, and what, you went to crash with them? Thankfully, we crashed with them, um, which I, I've always been absolutely very thankful. Every, every time Calovito, we always talk about that mm. house, Silvela. Um, Silvela 52 in Madrid. So that's the address where it was. You can never forget it. And quite frankly, we, we, we moved with them because we didn't have a lot of money. And from the sales, just to give you perspective, from the sales of the album, The Treehouse, where we sold 400 copies and we kept 100 to take, to give out to all the record companies and all that stuff. So we, we, we did the album, but we raised money with it so we could actually go. And the last 100 copies were left to Lot give out. Lot Ibigo, to do like a typical uh, on C my, on CD. Mine, no, 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 it wasn't CD. 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 Vale, we Entonces ya CD. Esto era 1998. Vale, sí. And it was CD. And we actually went and we took these 100 copies, which we then lo juntábamos con like a little CV of the band with a photo shoot thing so they could visualize the band as well. 
So they had the songs and the CD and everything. Y lo hacíamos en un paquetito. And we used to send it to the record companies. And, and, and we, went, we went there and we sort of, just so you can have an idea of the money we had, we had like 2,000 euro, uh, 2,000 pesetas, sorry, uh, per week per head. So I had basically the equivalent of about 10 pounds, para que no se acuerden, 10 libras a week to mm. eat. Mm. So, and, and no money for lodging. The lodging, thankfully, no, no lo no hicieron. Ahí está, nuestros cuartel, amigos claro. no, no hicieron el cuarté. Claro. And, and, pero imagínate, I, I, I was a waste 28. I mean, with 10 pounds, what do you eat? <laughs> what do you eat? Increíble. Vale? Because you weren't eating very much. I was so basically, eat, I you were skinned. But, you, but you had a dream, but you had a to dream. To the point that I, I used to go to some of the clubs and, and people would actually even ask for drugs. So, si le vendía yo droga, como... Oh, well, you looked a bit like a junkie. You have a size 28, really skinny. Yeah. And, and, and back then I had, I shaped my head completely. So I had a bald head and, and un shibo. I, I don't know, I had this, this weird look. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. fun and games. I mean, so you, we had lots of time to burn when we went there because Carlos Vimaji, we had enough money to live with six months. That's it. That's okay. all the time we had. So you send out your CDs and so then eventually we, we somebody... We sent out the CDs. We... We, you waited. Claro, we, we bought an answering machine so, oh, we, so that good idea. if anyone calls, they could leave a message. And we bought our first mobile, which we shared between the five. Incredible. <laughs> uh, one of those Motorola ones. No? Oh, my God. Claro, because all we thought if somebody calls... And all the kits and everything. Like all everyone, the, uh, the, the, the eight of us were living, were living right. there. So, but we, th we thought, uh, well, no, we, we have to have this mobile because if they call... Yeah. That moment. That could be it. That could be it. And we're going to miss the call. Ooh. So we got to that point. No? Um, but we used to send all these packages uh, with the CD and the phone. And we send them all to, to all the record companies. We send them to EMI. We send them to Polygram. We send them to uh, Warner. I mean, some of them, like Warner uh, and Polygram, they did get back to us. We even had the guy of Warner... Uh, jumping on top of the table in su, in su, in su oficina, <laughs> like, like flipping like, out with, with the music. With you guys? Sí, sí, saying that like, he was going to sign us, que para arriba, yeah. que para abajo. And we believed it, but at the point nothing happened. Yeah. So he has a pre-contract, uh, nothing happened. And and we also sat down, I remember, in Polygram with Daniela Bosé, la, la prima de Miguel Bosé. And she also wanted to sign us up. And, but he, but again, so when do you get that? A lot of people who seem to be interested. Yeah, a lot of gas, but not much action. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Sí, sí. Pero, pero, I don't know. Months went by. Six months were up. Ah, they were. We only, we only. The only thing we did during that time was play three gigs because it was super difficult to get a gig. That's this not. Is, which you'd think it, it wasn't. Yeah. But it, it was for one simple reason because if you're not known by anyone, yeah, they no won't, way. they won't dare contract you for as much as you want to tell them. Mira, yo soy buenísimo tocando. It doesn't matter what you tell them. And what about the whole Janito element? Did, was that no, a problem? Va? No, at all. No, no, absolutely not. Para nada, eh? Mm. Que va, que va. We made a lot of good friends, eh? A lot of good friends. We, we, we had good friends, como por ejemplo Ruben Galvez, which was the a protagonist in, in the movie The Chiquito La Calzada de Brácula. Uh, we had Paz Vega living in, with no us. No me diga, in, in Paz Vega. Sí, 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 sí. She used to She's come to our nice. house and we mm. used to put wow. food. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I mean cool. this was, these were things, normal things. Yeah. Uh, Irache Rodriguez, which was a presenter of the Canal Sur and the Cuarenta Principales. She was a major presenter of the Cuarenta Principales. So we met a lot of friends who mm. were nothing then, but then they became, yes. in their own right, became artists. I don't know, that house had yes. something <laughs> special about it, a no? A special house. And funnily enough, this, the, the six months went by and we only played three gigs. Uh, which were not all of them weren't superbly attended, la verdad. Hmm. Uh, because again, we were nobody. Nobody knew us. Uh, Did you? And and any, this this podcast is called Why Bother. Did why you bother? at any point ask yourself why the hell are we doing this? It was hard. Eh? We left. Hmm. I left my job hmm. and I went over. Where were you? Where were you working? Uh, I, I left my job and and obviously it, it even cost me my then relationship. Um, some of them were already married and with children. It, it was mm. very heavy to leave everything. Mm. So I lose your job and go mm. over with no and, money and try. And, I went yeah, no money uh, with those ten ten pounds, ten pounds a week, <laughs> a week, which no which were tasteless, and, then, and without knowing that you have something guaranteed after those six months. So it was a complete gamble. But I don't know why we all decided to say yes. Now I think about it, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, uh, but que que puede. I, I, I am a believer of that as mm-hmm. well because I think that there, there were a lot of better bands than us mm-hmm. in ese momento. I think there were a lot of better musicians mm. uh, which I looked up to uh, in Gibraltar and, and quite frankly, I think that they didn't, they don't totally make it because the sacrifice element has to accompany that. Mm. Does that play with uh, your mental health as well when you're, when you're like... Pushing in those days, the mental health I, I, wasn't so. Mental, I, I was completely so. young. I was very young. Yeah, yeah you had that. Uh, I, I was. And I you was, had the dream. I was twenty. And you, were, like, and you 20. were good. And you were good. And that was without a doubt. See, but okay, okay there was no plan B. I, I, I never yeah. even looked at myself hmm. uh, and and said, "Am I good or not? Am I not?" So you don't ask the question. Just go ahead and do it. Well, uh, so when do you get and, signed? Entonces, claro, the the six months go over. We had all these promises from the company, nothing happened, hmm. and we came back. We came back to Jib, empty-handed after six months. It was devastating for us. At least hmm. for me, it was. And you had I, to leave I, the house. We had to leave the house. Yeah. La Casa del Gran Hermano, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was super, super fun. Uh, I mean, we had a great time. So I, I thought, we thought, well, no, that's it. Una etapa de la vida. We've gone, we've tried it, hmm. and that's it. And... Uh, things things actually came to be afterwards, which is unrealistic. See, yeah, because the, I, I, like, how this much is time? where the luck element goes in, and 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 suddenly we how find much, how much we later? find that one of those because because we left after six months, and we didn't give a hundred CDs out mm-hmm. to all the record companies because there's not enough record com- there's, there's less mm-hmm. record companies, of course, and we didn't meet a lot of people along the way enough to be able to give them all out. We decided to give CDs out, the, remain, the remaining ones, to the people who were living with us, people with meds, amigos, hey. mm. something very, very... We tried it, here's a, a copy of a CD. Some of these people who are now famous. Uh, some of the people which are now famous, claro, now, yeah. now they're famous. Entonces, we, we gave the, the CDs and, 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 and now the luck element pops in where one of those CDs fell into the hands of a friend of ours called Chusi, un cordobé. And he opened up a restaurant in Madrid. And that restaurant in Madrid had your typical pioneer six CD changer, which you put background music. Yeah. And the A&R... No me puedo creer. Sony Music. 
Comes, what else no, comes where's it now? She went claro. to the bar and she was having a few drinks. And she and liked the song playing. No, she confused she confused the song with one of Sonny's artists, which is Pearl Jam. And, wow. And she thought that we were Pearl Jam, and she no. thought that the guy from the bar was playing a a uh, a copy of a Pearl version. Jam which hadn't been launched. And that's the, really. And the guy from the bar was trying to explain que está hablando chiquilla. Dice, estos son mis estos son mis amigos de Gibraltar que para arriba que para abajo. And, and again, super lucky that the ANR was. She'd been living in Southampton for I don't know something like 17 years. So una una española de Madrid, but living in Southampton. Entonces, the, the, her understanding of English was, was she, she really believed in English music. And imagine, the, she, she sort of clicked there and she says, gosh, I've got to sign these guys. <laughs> Just like that. So then you get the call. I, I'll, put it, I'll put it in perspective. There's six million people in Madrid. You know that? So like the, the, that person be. goes in and oh. at that particular moment, sí. it's on that CD changer and she mistakes it for another band and she asks Pero, the guy, if you think about all the... <laughs> todo lo que va alrededor, it sounds completely unbelievable. But it happened. It happened. Me tocó te, la lotería. Y te llamó. Nos tocó la lotería. If you want to think of it. Yeah. I play a hamper for 200 people in El Calpe. I never win. And if I think about it, six million people, you put it in perspective and it's absolutely ridiculous. So you, it she, happened. She called and you. And she called us. Yeah. And two days later, we were going up to Madrid to meet her. I remember sitting down in the office. I remember she said, oh, we're going to do three albums. Que para arriba, que para abajo. Vamos a sacar tres videoclips, que si esto, que si lo otro. Bueno, ¿qué os parece? What we want to do? Y me acuerdo que el Fa se levantó y dice, yo no me creo nada, me voy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Because we'd already been turned down by Warner. We had already been turned down by, by um, Polygram. Um, and the funny thing was that the only, imagine, the only one we hadn't tried to send a CD was Sony. Sony. Because they were the biggest. Y yo dije, bueno, si los demás no lo quieren, ¿por qué lo va a querer Sony? We, sí. we ourselves had made the mind up that sí, sí, sí. de que no. Well, and, y and se levantó el gran y se fue. And, and it happened. And, and, we, and imagine two days later after the call, we were signing a contract. Increíble. It was ridiculous. Increíble. And, how, and how then... We, and that's it. So uh, then your first, that, your first album with Sony was what? The first album with Sony was the La Cuesta de Mitterón. Which was very aptly named. <laughs> which was because you like because of the James Bond, because of the Living bueno, Daylights and all that. that Entonces, we thought that we married both things, mm -hmm. and because there had been a James Bond movie, no, con mm -hmm. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entonces, we thought it was a good marriage mm -hmm. to play on that. And, and it worked. Y, y se quedó la cuesta de Mr. Bond, una cosa. And it worked. <laughs> and nothing was and thought of. Eso es lo más increíble que... que, que I, I, nowadays, when you do an album, you think about so many variables. And, and, and I think in that time, we, we thought about nothing. Just got on with it. Yeah, you didn't have a care in the world either, really. Claro, claro, once no you started perder, going, tampoco. once there was money coming in... Claro, no había que perder. And, you think about claro it, because no. when you're not signed, you, you, you're carefree, you... you yeah. There's nothing to lose, absolutely nothing. Once you're up there, it's different. You might think and about what you say, what you do, how you do it, uh, because you've got the element of fans. And some people might se pueden ofender con algo, whatever. So Pero did you have to amazing. stay and live in Madrid after that? No. 
Para nada. No, no, no. We went to record. We you just to record. went to record and yeah, you came yeah. back to Chile. We went to UK to record for three months. Yeah, you recorded in yeah, England. Yeah, funnily enough, we stayed again con unos llanitos. Otra vez. In England, no? <laughs> yes. Claro, no. But we stayed with... Shout out, shout out. Shout out con Daniel Borch, Richard Moore, and our very own minister, Christian Santos. No me digas. Para que tú veas, nos quedamos en la casa de ellos. Amazing, por la Incredible. cara. Y Nicholas Gordon. Nicholas Gordon actually was in both, both houses. In both houses. So we went down You're to... You're all the same age. You're all the son of the same... Yeah, 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 yeah. School year. Claro, Nicholas tiene mi edad. Por eso. So you record in London, and then Como the albums go out. Como que nos fuimos a grabar tres meses en Londres. Because you're, you're still Melon Diesel at this point. Sí, bueno, ya we, yeah. we've been named Melon Diesel. Habíamos acordado mm -hmm. ya con la compañía, etc. Hmm. And we finished recording and we launched our first single, Contra Corriente. Mm -hmm. And it just, is that the one that sold like more than any other no. album? Bueno, the album, yes. Pero the song came out and the, rea the reaction for those first three months was very, nothing special. Really? Sí, sí. And the... Salió la canción and yes, it sounds very different and everything. But I think that we needed to sort of get that chip into people, ¿sabe? When, when you have a unique sound, mm -hmm. at that time, now no, now there's a lot of bands who probably sound like us. But mm -hmm. when you have a unique sound, you have to embed it in la fibra de la gente, ¿no? I, I think well, that a lot of people don't, no lo entienden, but when, when a new style comes out, you, mm -hmm. you really need to uh, emboss it there and, and people... What, what kind of music do you think you... Uh, like what genre would you come under? Uh, rock? I don't know. Melonic rock? <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's difficult. Yeah. Si Aplica sound and style mm. because we sound like a lot of things, but we are ourselves as well. So we're mm. unique. Entonces, no sé, I don't know. What was it like living, living, oh no, so you weren't that popular with that, those albums? No, salió esa canción. And we had been given the, the, the break clause of if three singles, it doesn't work, it, it, you're out. So that first single didn't work, those first three months. Después salió El Porti. And those next three months, lo mismo. We used to get calls from the, from the company saying, no, I've even done a hundred and something albums, a hundred and something albums for, for a almost 50 million country como España eso nada eso pega minuta mm. so we sold 500 copies almost 500 copies of the Treehouse one here mm -hmm. in Chips so mm. it's nothing mm. and empezamos entonces ya empezamos a preocuparnos pues dijimos bueno that's it mm. now we're going to launch going all anywhere. this effort we've been signed la suerte de ese signing y, y entonces the, I think the company had so little faith that the third single was going to break That, they didn't think it was going that, to. See, they didn't think so. That, that doesn't, the that doesn't exist a video clip for Quiero un Camino. <laughs> for that, most sold song ever. That was the most sold song of your, si, all si. your songs? Si, si, si. Esa, bueno, so that's it, the third one. Is, at that time, yeah. it was... So the third was, one is the one that, that, that did it, that clinched si. the deal. That, that was the one that clinched the deal. How But many? so much so that we did a video clip for Contra Corriente, we did a video clip for Porti, but we didn't yet. do a video clip for... The company said they weren't going to pay it. They really thought we were so going out. So you've never out. done one. And the funny thing is they combined it con una, una tontería de hacer un, un, un sorteo of PlayStation, because obviously Sony, being Sony, and the PlayStation being one of the brands. They, they decided to do a PlayStation competition. Salió la canción Quiero un Camino, and that was part of the competition. And they started putting it in, in 40 principales. And then we started getting 
una semana I call and says, guys, you've sold a thousand something albums this week. Okay. <laughs> de repente, no, eh, semana después, no, mira, que ha vendido esta semana dos mil y pico. The week after, mira, ha vendido cuatro mil esta semana. And how and we got to a point where, where we don't say we're going to sell 15,000 copies. I was like, "What's and happening?" And you know, oh my God, this is, this you, is really getting, good. Are you getting paid? Is this is happening? So, so no, no, no. We're not getting paid at, the, at that particular moment. So when do you because, get the money? Because because the the one thing is the sale money, and the other one is that really you make money out of concerts. Okay, so, uh, you, you, you make but, money but, out of but, records, but, out of selling albums, but, but you make the songs. Sorry, those are the two ways of making money with music. So who's got the rights to those songs? Because you've so, written those songs. Sí, sí, sí. La canción, bueno, aquí todo el grupo. Ahí la escribimos claro. todo el mundo como claro. grupo, ¿no? Entonces, yeah, yeah, we all we all own a part, a share of the of the songs. Pero que claro, sale this empezó a, a, a reventar and and by the time I remember by the time um, we the album had sold two weeks of 15,000 copies, I think, 30,000 copies in two weeks. We were that was like the, the whole population the company, of Chip. The co imagínate, the company mm -hmm. called and said, um, no te vamos a dar el disco de oro, te vamos a dar el disco de platino, because in a couple of weeks you'll be there. And, and that's what happened. Two weeks later, it was 100,000 copies, ya vendida. And where's that and, disco and platino? Like, el disco de platino, I actually have one. I have one. <laughs> I it out. No, it's, it's, no going, it's going walls, down right? in my new studio. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know yes. if, if ever you want, and if ever you go to St. Teresa's, Father Charlie owns one. Does he? Father Charlie's I go to St. Teresa's all the time. I, I think he's about the only really? <laughs> priest that really? actually has a, a platinum why album. Why would he have Because it? he loaned us his uh, van. He had a Toyota Hiace. <laughs> Which, they, which they'd given him, I, I swear it only had like 10,000 kilometers. By the time we, we finished the tour, it had like oh, 200. Oh, no, you went, you did the tour in that bus? <laughs> no way. It had almost 200 something thousand oh kilometers. We, we had totally burnt out the engine, yeah. What a story, oh, what a story. Rosso. And, and <laughs> y me acuerdo que, que <laughs> just, just so you can imagine, we went on tour and this had a really awful radio cassette Fun load there, so malísima la radio, which is two speakers on the phone. Yeah. We had to blare away. You claro. wanted to hear everything at the back. Y llevábamos, y llevábamos, me acuerdo, una estatua de la Virgen pegada encima del dashboard. Sin protección. Protección, pues mira, it must have helped somewhere along But the line. It was super funny because we, we even had un colchón tirado en, justo donde entraba el hueco donde tú entras en, en the Toyota Hiace. Um, and it was funny because we all took turns o, o a uno le tocaba conducir el otro se echaba un ratito a descansar en el colchón o te sentaba y para darle la gracia a Father Charlie so le diste el Plastic Record le dimos Plastic Record no que le pagó mucho por su band pero pero wow, it was it was super that's funny that's a story that's a sí, story sí, sí, because I I lived beside St. Jesus Church yes I Entonces, remember I had a very I remember good, your mom and dad I remember uh, seeing por eso te digo I had a very good relationship con, con Father, Father Charlie entonces mi padre le hacía las cuentas ah, al, 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 ah claro para esto no, para, para la iglesia padre. entonces Uh, no, we were neighbors. Come on, like everything in life. And I told him one day, mira, te importa empezarme la furgo y, y lo de rollo de emprestar ended up being, me la llevo este todos los weekends. Hay que ver. And that first year so, we did 104 concerts. Wow. Hey there, health enthusiasts. This podcast is brought to you by Holland and Barrett Gibraltar, your go-to destination for all things healthy living. Picture this, new food that not only tantalizes your taste buds, but loves you back. Yes, you heard it right. 
Discover a world of guilt-free indulgence with our selection of wholesome snacks and nutritious treats. From organic nuts to superfood packed bars, we've got your cravings covered. Make your way to their stores at 53 and 160 Main Street, Gibraltar, and embark on a journey to a healthier you. Because in Holland and Barrett, they believe in the power of food that not only satisfies your hunger, but nourishes your body as well. Your well-being starts there. Visit today and treat yourself to a taste of a healthier tomorrow. Holland and Barrett, Gibraltar, where new food loves you back. What's the biggest concert you've ever done? Isimo. Well, imagine this. My, my first concert was in Hede, and that one was only attended by 15 Janitos because we were completely unknown. Tavina Ria Reventador Disco. I still have this recollection that they did a promo, De Ponche Caballero. And they had this, this they had bought a lot of drinks, tasters. The mm. testers, they said, but, but, oh, tasters, no? So they could give you some when you walked into the show. So you, ah, una promoción. Yeah, una promoción. And this guy dressed up as a bottle. Yeah. De Ponche Caballero. And I still have, me acuerdo, de que como no había nadie, el tío se empezó a beber todos los Ponche Caballero que había. Ver, ver, la botella iba dando vueltas <laughs> para allá y para acá. El hombre vestido de botella, just going left borracho and right. And, and, and there was very few people and, at that, and, no. Claro, nada más que vinieron lo, lo, los llanitos que nos conocían. So I believe that this was going to be the concert. I thought that my first concert was going to be the, 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 the dogs bollocks. And it was <laughs> It was absolutely crap. Bueno, well, big shout out and, to the Quince Llanito that claro, went to that concert. Claro. And then we did one in, 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 in Burgo. And and some people were already asking for a couple of autographs. Pero again, tocamos en un sitio which was a quarter of the Collingwood, really, really small. Habían 30 gatos como mucho. And most of them was more like on a curious level. But a couple of them came with, with albums to sign. And that was the first moment of realization that you see, estoy filmando un disco, an autograph. It was weird. And then, and, came, and then came our third show, and believe it or not, it was um, playing support slot for the Manic Street Preachers. <sighs> that was major. That was amazing. Wow. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah. They were. They were and and uh, too incredible because we managed to play the Barcelona gig and the Madrid gig. We did support for both of the shows. And how many and people I were had in been, that? And I had been... To be honest, it's eh? so, so again. I don't think I've ever told many people, but I, when I was just le when I left school after I'd worked for um, a tiempo, a year later, when I was 19, and everything, I worked at Marble Arcs. And Raju is actually a very good connoisseur of, of, of good music. And I remember we couldn't put a lot because back then his dad, Hashu, was, was still in the shop, el pobre. Uh, And, a really nice bloke. and he used to put a lot of Radiohead and Manic Street Preachers. Mm. And if you think about it now... That's so I influenced think it, you. No, if I think about it now, yo me acuerdo que yo estaba ahí atendiendo a gente, escuchando esta música, claro. and there I was supporting Manic Street Preachers. Claro. A couple no, of years, a few years later. So we're talking, this is, we're talking about this is, I'm 19 and with 22, I was having a number one in Spain. I've seen the support slots with all my favorite bands. And, y la cosa más grande fue que una vez que hicimos eso, and we even had conversations with, with uh, James Dean Bradford, el cantante, and we almost did a collab y todo junto, porque la compañía 
was, was trying to arrange it y no pudimos porque él estaba muy liado con el tour, que para arriba, mm. que para abajo. Ese tren se fue. But the funny thing is that the, the next concerts we did was Supposed Lost to Oasis. So you Supposed to Oasis? Yes. We played Madrid and Barcelona. How was that? We played the last shows that they were going to play in Spain. And how were they? Because they're quite grumpy. And no, the Gallagher brothers. They were, they were quite grumpy, but... So it was It was absolutely amazing. Really? Uh, we What's that? What, we were playing with probably the big, the biggest rock band of the 2000s, for sure, 100%, or the end of the, of the, of the 90s, for sure, 100%. Hmm. I mean, when, when Oasis ended their career, I think they did... The, the biggest gig ever que se había hecho en Inglaterra cuatro o siete noches seguidas something like that and they, and they could have done another seven more and they stopped there and, and no, no sé si recaudaron algo como 30 millones en profits on those seven nights it was ridiculous what they did I don't know if it was net worth or I, I can't remember what it hmm. was um, but there they were stapled as the biggest band ever in the UK at that time. And you were supporting them. And we were supporting them. But in them. Spain? In Spain. It was super weird, super weird. But what's it like standing on that Oof. stage with thousands of people imagínate, around you? Imagínate. You don't get nervous. Mm, no. No. <laughs> la verdad, la verdad, do you no. like what it is, it's a thrive vibe. on it? Do you, it's, do yes, you, it's, a, do it's, a, it's an adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yeah. Y, y, y un poquito, I don't know if the adrenaline rush is as close as you can get to cuando te tomas cinco copas y te pones a bailar y te da igual de todo. But I think that's the best nice. way to describe it for anyone who's mm. never gone on a stage before. Pero you lose your nerves, you lose everything. And... Y la verdad que the, the adrenaline makes you do amazing things. Pero eso es lo que te decía antes de when you record a band in a studio, it's okay. But when you record it live, it's, uh, mm. there's magic, there's chemistry, there's something happening which, mm. on that it's, particular it's never, moment. See, it's never uh, the same again. No, claro, claro. You're recording a, una memoria. It's a photo. Mm. If you think about it. And pero, how, long did you pero, gig, how long did you gig for, for that period of time? Well, we did all those supposals and then we did that amazing tour mm. in 2000 of 104 gigs. Yourselves? We, As also headliners. Played, we also played support slot to R.E.M. Did you really? Yes. But te digo que... That's amazing. Sí, sí, and shared stage with Placebo, that, with Courtney who, Love. Who gets these contracts? With Courtney Love. Tabapera, it was everything I ever wanted. Exactly. If you think you about it. You were living it. your best life. Sí, 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 and, 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 and not, a, not a care for money, because... The money was coming in. The money was going to come in. And... I, so it wasn't so coming in. So was, how do at you the beginning when we're doing the, things, at the so. beginning when we're doing supposed loss, no, you had a tab que te permitía la compañía. Because again, we were trying to make pero, it. Pero the moment to... we we did make it, we, we started doing all these shows, and that's when the money started coming in. Um, but the funny thing is that, that albums, I thought you got more money out of them, and really you get pittance for them. For really the albums, see. So what sells is the gig going out See, there. See what sells is the gig. What, set Either that or you're a multi-million selling artist. Yeah. Uh, so in the millones de disco, it starts to equate. But on our first album, we sold uh, 180,000 copies, and I thought it was going to be a big fat check. And it wasn't. And it was it, disappointing. It, 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 it wasn't, man. It wasn't. But look, I have to say. 
Que daba igual. A mí you, me daba igual, igual en ese you, momento. You ended up with a nice house. Bueno, no. that house is nice. <laughs> so, so, along the line, somewhere, you've done sí, all right. Sí, I suppose right you can't complain. No. Pero sí que es verdad que, que te lleva un desengaño. No, and it's a hard because, slope not to because get there. Because I don't, I don't think people value de de la work. industria mm. esta mm. sí yo creo que es la más paleada because uh, if you look at for example el cine el cine they come they show the movie antes en el cine and it's only pirated after if you know what I mean yeah so you have to go to the cinema forcefully to watch it y recaudan millones overnight so it's paid for entonces ya está, tú coges tu recompensa. Hmm. Ya después si la quieren pirar de la película, I suppose que le dan igual. And the same happens with art, with my friend Christian, por ejemplo, que hace cuadro y at, at these obscene amounts of money. And you can't pirate that. You either buy the, 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 o, the o piece you, of art or, or you, you don't. don't. Pero los discos, sí. empezó la piratería, empezó Napster, empezó lo, lo, lo típico gente que tú veías eh, vendiendo discos en las calles. Uh, to immigrant que vendían los discos en las calles mm -hmm. so, to make money they make pirated copies and mm -hmm. you would walk down the street and you see your own copy there puesto en el suelo ¿me entiendes? no te entraba ganas de pelearte con el tío y todo pero el mundo de la música es lo peor es lo peor and it still is unfortunately it still is I'll put it in perspective now you don't sell albums only a few are privileged to sell albums If I sold what I sold then, now, I would, I would be making millions and millions. Porque es que no se venden disco. I'm so sure, you, I'm sure you, you can't no. tell me the last time you bought an album. Actually, because you've got Spotify and you've got... Yes, but my daughter, for example, who's 19, has hmm. bought, we bought her a record player. And now she's buying all the albums that she likes. In vinyl. And Pero she's buying... Eso, eso, she's eso, buying a lot of vinyl. That, that is different. Because I think a lot of people now are getting into that vinyl thing. Loads Mi of people are. Igual, Loads eh? of people are. Mi sobrina está igual. She, she, mm -hmm. She's really into it. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's got really amazing vinyls, which I, I don't think I ever owned myself. Mm -hmm. No, no, which, which is... Etapera. Because some kids are really in the, yeah. in the past and they're trying to revive all this which, which really is part of our, our yeah, culture and our lives yeah 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 uh, so that's not nowadays when, quien, when albums release because really you've got Spotify you've got iTunes you've got all yeah. these means where you've got all the library which you can listen off your phone hmm. with your headphones yeah, for wherever five you pounds are, a month or something and you don't even start a month. to yeah, store yeah, yeah. them in your house yeah. I remember having walls yes. of CDs yes. and you know falta, and you pay just a little that's bit it. of money per month I get it But how much of the money ends up in our pockets? Para que te haga una idea, 0.001 per listen in Spotify. How many millions of, of hmm. I don't know, how many plays I need to, to make a decent amount of money? Hmm. It's almost impossible. So it's not worth being a rock star right now? Unless you're Albert Hammond, no. Which I have great admiration for. Good friend. And we hmm. have conversations a veces mm -hmm. and he still makes but he's a, a lot global, global of money he does because but what from royalties because from his, royalties, of course because, yeah, because his I songs, mean he just started the music for the yeah. Morrison's advert no it's Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cucho, I pinch myself yeah, my, and my I say son, my children watching it the other day and he he can still live even if he didn't do anything he still makes a lot of money is that what you 
<laughs> is that what you would like? I mean, what would you um, like? I, I don't mind how I make my money. Si money is a means to an end, no? Para pa cualquier cosa, hmm. para todo el mundo, creo yo, no? Uh, I mean, what is money, really? But, si, si nada más que para poder comprarte las cosas que te gustan, para irte de holiday, do the things you like, really. That's what it is for, no? Hmm. Or when you get to, live it, well, to live well. But I mean, you're, sí, you're, you're but able I, to, because you were telling me before, that you were selling a house and buying this one, and at the time you you weren't really sí. recording, so claro, claro, so you, it you, was you an are, issue you to were you. Worried, or maybe you were worried that, that the, I mean, it's a the COVID. Yeah. Entonces, I mean, you don't have to be un poco eso. I think a lot of people were worried in general. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. single sector, yeah, yeah, every yeah, single yeah. job. Pero que en el mundo de la música, which is a social job, eh, se frenó completamente a cero. Nobody knew if hmm. concerts as we know it would ever come back. Because there are social displays of thousands of people congregating together. And if you think about it, sí. la dijeron, ¿Eso no se va a poder hacer más ya? Mm. I'm going to have to have a mask and be five meters away from the tío que está al lado mío. And, and I mm. don't know. We thought we might have to do concerts through a video camera and people would watch them at home. I don't know. We didn't know. Entonces sí te da miedo to push forward. Eh... Para mí, yo nunca he pensado, eh, money's never been an element de pensar en ello. Eh, and, and believe me, music is a roller coaster ride, de que un año te va muy bien, que otro año te va muy mal. Eh, I've always thought about just getting on with it. Y ya está. And I'm hoping that things follow through, the rest follows through, and that's it. And, and I've frankly been very lucky that it has. What gives you the biggest buzz Oof. of the whole being a rock star, jazz. At the, be at the beginning, it was the concerts. Okay, I love playing live. Con los I'm, I'm, I, mean, I mean, I love playing live. I'm not going to kid you. Yeah. I do. Always. 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 Tapera. Mm. There's, there's some, no sé, hay algo that for one moment is yours. You, you own it. Mm. No, I don't mm. know. Yeah. You own that moment. You and do. people follow what you do and you tell them mm. what to do and they sing along and... and And it's very appreciating because in ese momento es cuando tú ves the results of what you do. Because when, when everyone sings along word for yeah. word and you have to do, you could do absolutely nothing and pass that microphone out and people would sing yeah. everything. You say, oh my God, how many people have like I impacted? Like Freddie Mercury no? used to do in his gigs where he used claro. to put the microphone and How many people have I impacted? And, yeah. and people who come along and say, look, you're, you're like the soundtrack to my life, no? Pero ahora, what I really dig is the creative process. I think there's nothing... I, I, I worked... I had the, the luck of working on Christian Hook on some music, and which I, I dare say que toca música como pinta. He's that good. Is he? He's What does he play? He's amazingly good. He plays the guitar, and I think I'll, I'll be all my life playing guitar and never play really? as well as he does. What, like acoustic? He, he, well, an electric. And, okay. And he, he's, a, he's a really good musician, And he's a really good composer. He's quirky as he is, porque como te dicho antes, yeah, but, eh, hace hmm. música como pinta. Hmm. He doesn't want to be uh, complacent or conforms to any parameters hmm. which we might call uh, a song or, or lo que sea. El, pa él crea. And I really grasp that concept. Mira que yo, que no es que no he creado, ¿sabes? En, en, a, mí, a, a mí no me tiene que enseñar o decir a alguien lo que es el valor de la música, ¿no? Because in, 
in 2010, but everybody got nominated for a Latin American Grammy. I was going to ask you. And so, did you go so to that's the, the did you go to the ceremony of anyone's career? No, absolutely. This year was in Sevilla, like yes, three weeks I, ago. I, I went to to the ceremony. You did. Where was and, it? And the good thing is, my parents actually went to the wow, ceremony as well. How nice! Yes, Menor did man, you all go Menor like man. the whole band? Uh, Actually, one of the band members couldn't go because his wife was pregnant at the time and mm. he missed it. Um, I never actually asked him if he regrets it or not. Uh, but Far went and I went. Where, where and was, was... And this was with Taxi, yeah. Uh, I so this was with, with... I kept... For, uh, let's put the record straight. Melon only lasted three years. So by 2003, Melon was completely exhausted. Exhausted? Why? And And... Exhausted because we, we got to a point where a giveaway sign. Some mm. of the band members wanted to do one thing, the mm. rest wanted to do another. Mm. Like everything in life, matrimonial between two people, mm. I suppose, is a difficult thing. Between five is even more. Now mm. it had become business as well. Mm. We went from hobby to professional career. Uh, Are you I don't still know, friends it's, now? It's, uh, no. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah? Yeah. Very unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I have to say it with with a deep heart because mm -hmm. I, I I wish it didn't it wouldn't have ended that way. Mm. Um, but yes, we split. Mm. So two went one way and three the other. And and later on, because we didn't know what to do after two thousand and three, we took a little bit of a gap. And and then in two thousand and five, Lansau would break to a taxi. Why taxi? Because why call it taxi? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Is it like <laughs> not the best name? Mm. And I have to say, not the best name because we've we've struggled always with the name because on on a marketing perspective, not because of the success, because we sold another hundred thousand albums on Taxi. It was the element of Taxi is very generic. You cannot register it. It's a popular name. It is what it is. It's a bloody Taxi. <laughs> And every time somebody Googles taxi, you're at the bottom of the list. You know, no, we struggled with that, which now brings us back why we went back now to using Melon the name Diesel. of Melon. Because yeah. a marketing, it was a marketing problem for us. So now you're, you're back and, now? And, not, and, and we've never lacked concerts with taxi. It's been a success. I mean, mm. we got the, the Grammy nomination with taxi. Mm. So it's our continued work later with a different name and with a different sound was Silo Kiredama, our second time round successful. And and now we've returned with with Melon, mostly because of that uh, marketing issue. So uh, you, you, and because you, we can as well, because we, we're you've returned the name as well. Or are you returning? Uh, well, three of us have returned. Yeah. And and we're carrying on with it. Yeah, but you've still got. They've still got other jobs. It's not like you're going 100 percent into uh, this again. To. What if, no. Are you see? We want we it would be it would be nice if this took off took off like it did in its day. It would be nice. We've never done this again or in the last few years. I think we've 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 got to a point where porque Again, the money element has really never been in it. Yeah. We've never thought about it. Oh, it's a thing to get a main job, or because to be honest, I went off and I veered off at some point and the rest of the guys wanted to have or be more settled down in a different manner that's mm. why they got themselves employed and which I founded and, and teamed up with Owen and Jonathan and 
we did a little bit of a monster thing there they mm -hmm. create algo diferente mm -hmm. again because I was bored I wanted to do something else no yeah. I, the band wasn't wasn't playing ya much and the rest wanted to have their own families I wanted to have my own family tener niño I didn't want to be on tour in that moment quería aprovecharlo eso y está en casa más tiempo and I saw we, I, th I thought we each got on with, with other things we would always wanted to do yeah because Buji was a lover of cameras como su padre Uh, Fa was in love with, with recording sound and that's why he ended up in GBC yeah, also yeah, recording yeah. sound there because it made absolute sense and I went into music production porque me gustaba mm. y dije bueno vamos a crear algo como el GMF and it, it suddenly exploded and it suddenly became sort of my part-time job and it great was, it was amazing amazing it was absolutely amazing mm. Oof, really privileged a really nice have... time in my life eh? mm. la verdad because I think a lot of people got to see I think we must have bought well over 200 international acts in a period of five years. Five years you did it for, no? Sí. Do you think it's coming back? Well, I Would don't you know. like it to come back? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Would you, would you, do, would you do it again? Maybe uh, not. It was very hard. Yeah. It was a lot of sacrifice. I, I lived two difficult moments, or two moments que me cogieron entre medio, uno the birth of my son, And two hours later, I was working in it. So really, I should have been more With time you. at home. Yeah. And no que me perdí la cosa de mi hijo, because I, thankfully I wasn't touring and I had a lot of time. But now I look back and I should have been, I should have... Been there. See, I should have put that first instead mm. of the, the concert. But it's, but it's your work. But it's, again, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a way yeah. I'm, I'm built. Yeah. I have that music chip, el vicio musical, como lo quiera mirar, and, and I need it. It's like a drug. I need it. And, and, and also the, uh, my dad passing yes. was also a, read, a bit of an awkward situation because I mean, with the end of, of el desmontaje de los stagings and the suelo and this and that and, and estaba trabajando, basically. Sí. And I suppose, que no sé, también marca un antes y un después because the, the, day, the year I stopped doing the festival or the festival changed In, or, or went into the hands of MTV was the year that I lost my dad. So mi hijo nació y perdí a mi padre and all in the all space in the same, of a month. Yeah, Entonces, difficult. A, a bit of a... Yeah. <laughs> fue un momento raro. Yeah. Entonces, I, 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 it ended up with a really, I don't know, weird taste at the end, no? Uh, would I do it again? Yes, of course. Me encanta do you think, la música. Do you think? Do you think? I mean, GMF became everything I wanted it to become. Does it make sense? Yeah. <laughs> do you think it was too much by the end of it? I remember it was like... Too many art. Where do I go next? Or, I, I do don't I, think it, do you think it was, was. I don't think it was too much. What we wanted to give people is choice. Yeah, choice. Do you think we, there was you a bit gave of everything? Too much choice, though. Because if no, because if if I'm making something for family, which we were, there were no festivals in the in the in the upper coast. So you know, so in the sol, no había nada. In ese momento, we saw apart from starlights. There was nothing. Entonces, we were, we were tapping into something that used to be there. Pero yo me acuerdo viendo la Malagueta, a ver a Manao, o viendo a UB40, o, o viendo otros grupos tocando en Marbella, eh, o tocando en Estepona. There was a scene of international bands visiting sí. just here in la Costa del Sol, que todos los llanitos nos gustaban de ahí. And suddenly disappeared. And, uh, and also nothing was happening in Jib. At least during the GSD days. There wasn't much, mm. concert-wise. Con que cuando entró el GSLP, 
I mean, I'm Fabian being a friend, he told her. I, I, I moved things I had more. done a concert just previously before he entered Condo de Alan Parsons and Simple Minds that came to play here, which I brought, and I risked my own money to do it. And, uh, and I remember having a conversation with Fabian and saying, Fabian, do you really understand the power of music? Porque yo le decía, chiquillo, si yo te digo Liverpool, ¿a ti qué se te viene a la cabeza? It's, it's the Beatles. Yo te digo Jamaica y tú piensas Bob Marley. Es que, es que por inercia, an mm. artist can make a place, bloody hell. And he really grasped it at that moment. En ese, ese momento en particular, ¿no? Y casualidad que we played a concert for the GSLP side because I believed that if he came in, he was going to do something about it. And he did. In ese momento, he really did. Unfortunately, we don't have maybe the finance now to do something like that. Yeah. Um, pero, well, no, pero cuando, scale, I mean, no, no. cuando entró, I, we sold him this idea, and the, and the idea worked. Bloody hell, yeah, did it, it work? It worked. It worked. <laughs> I, I thought that because we thought that we... A lot of people missed it. John had come before, yeah. he nunca our stadium. Nobody thought that we could have a sellout stadium having... I don't know, the last year we did, we'd have 100 people playing in over two days. 100 artists playing yeah, incredible. over two days. Incredible. Over five stages. Yeah. I know you formed part of it as well. I did, us. I was going to say. That, yeah, that but one happened to Duran Duran. Yo lo pasé bomba. And watching Duran Duran. And we had, we, had, um, we had a lot of local people who supported it and came in and gave of their own time in a voluntary service, haciendo de PA para los grupos. And some sí, of them, well, that, some of them of our, flipando. Look, I remember yeah, my, yeah. My, my colleague, my bass player del grupo, Robert Perez, no? and, and Robert, I remember que lo pusimos al lado, el camerino al lado, the level 42, Mark King, which, yeah. is, which is an amazing bass player. Cool. And yeah. for him, was like one of his idols. And he couldn't believe yeah. it that he was out there talking yeah. to this guy behind the scenes. He was going to play. Yeah. They were going to play. And I rem yeah. had yeah, like a family thing. It was incredible. And, and I think that got lost después along the way. Cuando llegó MTV... I mean, not, not por decirlo malamente, well, but I think it changed. ¿Por qué llegó MTV? I don't know. I mean, the but government, they... I think uh, that everyone thought that it was going to be better porque era MTV, and, but it wasn't. I think Arjanita hay que conocerlo. And I think that that was something that we did very well cuando lo tuvimos nosotros. Mm. Uh, again, we're not trying to, I'm not trying to put medals or <laughs> ni nada, pero creo que it takes one to know one. Yo creo que nosotros sabíamos lo que la gente quería. People used to pester us for the better part of eight, nine months before the show, diciéndonos lo que querían ver. So we were making lists. We were listening to the people and saying, okay, ¿tú qué quieres que venga este? I'm going to try and make it happen. Today, in fact, they've, they've advertised um, somebody who's coming in June. Sí, sí, sí. My good friend Owen. Yes. Very good. I think he's done a great... Uh, that, that is a great act, and I think he's going to do very well. And I would encourage people, if they are listening, to go and see it. To go and see it, of course. I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. One of the people who's, well, you see, he's actually got lots of history, that man. Mm -hmm. He was a producer for David Bowie, man. Forget about what he's done as a, as a player, as, as a. As a, as and he's a, still really relevant, even though he's, oh, he's in his what, yeah, 60s or, or even because nearly if it's 70. Good, if it's good, it's never going to disappear. Hmm. That's it. You create, hmm. you create the, a little space, a little niche, uh, and, and it's going to come back again and again. Mira, I'm gonna, I haven't even asked you any of the questions. I've got two pages of questions and we've been talking for That's ages. Right, I've got to, um, if you could change anything in the music industry, what would it be? 
I think that mus musicians need to be more valued. More valued. If I tell you the life of a simple musician, a typical musician that plays in a bar here in Gibraltar, and he rehearses for quite a few weeks before the gig, then he spends the better part of two hours taking equipment from his band room to the place and back, that's already four hours of work, plus um, the time that he sound checks, plus the two hours that he plays, he might have an eight, nine hour uh, day of work, mm. plus all the rehearsals, I'm not going to quantify them. But if you want to put it in perspective, the band might make 150 pounds if they're lucky, which is nothing cuando los reparte. And if you analyze it versus un fontanero que viene a tu casa and works three hours, y se lleva 150 libras for three hours work, se lleva más dinero que el músico. And really he's doing a more ordinary sí, job. It's... I mean, again, not to take value de un fontanero, pero if I do a like for like, it takes years to learn an instrument, <laughs> then find right guys to do it with, then hours of rehearsals mm -hmm. to go and play those gigs. Did you get a so that's going to stop anyone pirating music now after listening no, to you. No, what, what I think is it's so sad yeah, it that is. we're going to lose this art because it doesn't get properly paid for. And we treat it. And aren't they going to regulate it? Aren't people... Somebody's making money from it. Hombre, Spotify, man. Spotify yeah. has reinvented the wheel. Pero solo quedan ellos. And we thought that the the... The real pirates were the record companies, and now it's... And now they're not. Now it's them. What's the best advice you've ever been given? The best advice I've ever been given? Oh, that's a bloody good question. One of them probably is not to overthink things. And it's true every time I've done something where I've put my heart in it and have no thought in it, just getting on with it, hmm. and no thought in it, getting on with it. Without thinking too much without about thinking it, just it like... too much. It's worked wonders. And then when I really thought about things, not funcionado, so sí. I would, I would, why? Hmm. And I think it's, it's just a question of get on with it. What is your favorite song of the ones that you've written? Oof, good question. I think, even though, uh, Quiero un Camino is probably our biggest hit or the most known song in Spain. I think Perdido en la Calle. Perdido en la Calle is a song I wrote. I woke up in the middle of the night and una esa noche que you just can't sleep. And noche de verano. And, and this idea came into the head. And I, I, I woke up very slowly trying not to wake up anyone in the house. And I went down, this was uh, back in my parents' house. And and record something. And not make much of it at the moment. So I really whispering it in and all that stuff. And I went to bed. And then when I went to bed, the next day I woke up and I started doing my breakfast and I put my headphones on, see what the, what the hell did I recall last night. And I started having my toast and and my tea and then I, I started having the breakfast and I stopped having the breakfast. Y mi mujer que estaba al lado me dice ¿Qué hace? ¿Qué está haciendo? Porque no está comiendo. Y me di la vuelta y le dije I, I, I think I have it. Have what? <laughs> Digo, I have the next Quiero un Camino. 
And, and were you right? I, I really believed in the song. So much so que yo le dije a todo el mundo, al grupo, I was, I was obsessed with the song. And I told the band that that had to be the single of the album, even though the rest of the band wanted another one. Y decía a todo el mundo, Shigiro, no, por favor, I have this nudge. I, the feeling's there, de verdad, de verdad, this song has something, I don't know Era what it is. Era un poco stubborn, ¿no? No, sí, I'm difficult to work with. <laughs> Me doy cuenta. I'm bueno, ¿y qué pasó? ¿Qué, ¿Qué pasó? Pero que una cosa, I, 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 I seem to get it right most of the time. Thankfully, porque imagínate si encima soy un cabezón y la gente encima después, you don't get it right, I would have my whole band telling me que yo hay que ver cómo eres. Pero yo creo que the band now gives me all that leeway because they know that I deliver. And that Pero did you deliver the song? Did it make what you uh, thought well, it, or did it, it do it? Imagine, imagine getting a call from the company and saying you've been nominated for Latin American Grammy. For that song? And my first reaction was I hung up. <laughs> you hung up? Claro. Por Dios, Dylan. Pero vamos, somebody calls you up. No, 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 And there it was. And, and there it was with all of us there as composers. Who else was nominated with you? Uh, um, Bougie and Fa. No, as in uh, other artists. Ah. In your on, category. On, on my category, estaba uh, Topa, estaba Camila, Enrique Iglesias. So we were nominated for best pop album. B best pop, sí. And audio, pop album, mm. audio. So to put it in perspective... The company that year, I think it was uh, something close to six. Grammys. I only found out later. Era el 70th birthday de Placido Domingo, so they were doing a tribute to him, and we went to this ball con Placido Domingo. Really? People playing tribute to him and amazing singers, yeah. uh, como por ejemplo Rosario, Paloma wow. San Basilio. Wow. So gente from from, yeah, from yeah. the really old genres. Mm. De, de España to, to the, the modern como de Van Gogh all those people no entonces eh, they played a tribute to Placido Domingo y todo demás and then he came up to, to sing and bloody hell does he sing he's got an amazing voice bloody hell what a singer what a singer Domingo. yeah amazing man amazing mm -hmm. and he came out saying like I, uh, his speech started off saying I don't know if you guys know for those who are here for the first time uh how how important this night is and, and 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 the perspective of it and he says there's half a billion people of spanish speaking descent so if you think about uh, chile argentina mm -hmm. uh, Puerto Rico, uh, think of mexico i mean think about all those countries that speak spanish including spain it's like medio billion de persona Dice, and all the companies like Sony, Warner, and all the companies del mundo launch their best albums every year. Dice, and to put it in perspective, there's been, I think he mentioned like 6,300 and something albums que han salido este año. And you are the top five finalists of that category. Again, like another lottery. Lo que te dije, yo nunca me toca la alta con 200 personas. Y dije yo, oh my God. And I was sitting beside Rafa Sardina, a 17 Grammy winning producer, con cual yo había trabajado like a couple of years before, que es el producer de Alejandro Sanz. 
and uh, I remember I had gone to to his house, his own personal house, que tiene un estudio que no vea, and we had been recording with Elton John's bass player and Ringo's stars, all-star band drummer Greg Bissonnette, que este año le han botado el mejor batería del mundo. Put it in perspective. I had worked with those kind of people. He was sitting with Rafa Sabina and suddenly Placido Domingo comes talking about this speech. And I was you like, have to like, can you give me a pinch? Pinch yourself, no? <laughs> claro, claro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, it's, incredible. it was surreal. Incredible. And then the next day we sat on the ceremony in Mandalay Bay. It's a massive ceremony. Live. And I was sitting and six chairs by there. Jennifer Lopez with uh, Mark Anthony, and then a couple of chairs in front, in front of Tava, uh, Juan Luis Guerra, and Enrique and Iglesias, how do you, and Etopa down oh there God. on the other side. And, and how do you... And you think about do all you... la creme de la creme. Jennifer Lopez was there. Sorry, uh, uh, bloody hell, man. Yeah. Uh, um, la creme de la creme was here. Bueno, y, and, and then when and they then, nominate... And I was looking at the screen and I said, y aquí estoy yo, un tonto ganito. Sí. <laughs> <laughs> que va. Claro, es que we, I don't think we value ourselves enough. Because I think about Albert Hammond, and he has 360 million albums with his name, Dando Vuelta en el Mundo. Uh, my friend Christian, que, que vende pintura, uh, sale cuadro, uh, to all sí. these high-profile people who pay uh, obscene amounts of money for his artwork. And I think, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. Should be very I couldn't believe proud. it. And, and be lucky enough que mis padres tuvieron ahí to see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. entonces, that was well, great. tell me what is next what is next um, yeah. I never know <laughs> no I'm I sure know. I can imagine but I always push what, forward this year we celebrate 25th anniversary the Melon Diesel so what are you going to do we might do a concert here in Jib yes I want to do that I think the people in Jib deserve that deserve well you it. did some last because year which were we did we did it in the, in the under, s- under the name of taxi yes yes and we did one and it ended up being four concerts because people unfortunately I think there were, there was a lot more people that wanted to see than I thought um, you need to do it in a bigger venue and choose a big I venue think to put the, to put it in perspective the first concert sold the first night sold in ten minutes yeah and well I couldn't so get much sure that I was going from here down to Midtown which takes a run about that by the time you get into and park. Que I got a call from, from Seamus and he says, Ya está todo vendido. And I, and he goes, Seamus, no puede ser. I've just left my house. Yeah. <laughs> I've just left my house a minute ago and you were launching it. Yeah. Ya está vendido, no puede ser. Y me dice, dice, what do you think? Should we do another one? And I say, yeah, of course. Of course. Venga, let's do it. Venga, let's do it. And so, they announced it very quickly that we were going to, an hour later, that at 11 we were going to launch the second one. And we launched the second one, the second one sold in 15 minutes. Incredible. Oh, God, and I said, oh, So choose a venue and we can uh, all go. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We either do it in a small place or we do it in a bigger venue. No lo sé. Todavía como lo vamos a hacer. Well, that's exciting. Coming to and a concert you, near you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're going to be recording here. I've just seen your new studio where it's going to be. It's pretty, See, I think pretty that, amazing. I think that is my main outlook going forward and I mean mm. again Still, like, like we talked before que antes me gustaba mucho tocar live estoy mm. más en la fase de componer mm. y de crear 
and maybe se de una manera muy grande. And I really, I think that there's nothing more personal than, than the originality or the, or the singularity of, of una creación which is only yours. Mm-hmm. Nobody else has done that. ¿Me entiendes lo que digo? Because some people can imitate your style or, or can do something similar, but you've created something that is completely unique. And then it takes a life of its own. Que es lo que siempre me Eso es lo que me explicaba siempre mm-hmm. mi amigo Christian Hook. Yo pinto y una vez que se vende el cuadro, me deshago. ¿sabe? I have no attachment ya con el cuadro. And, that, y ese cuadro suddenly gets, starts a life of its own for Somewhere someone else, else or, or en algún lado, en un mm-hmm. museo, o lo que sea. And I think that's the way music is. Mm-hmm. And yo creo que ahora mismo I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking forward a esa etapa de, de trabajar en mi estudio and see what happens in, now that I have a space apt but not that. But not recording on your own. You're going to be recording with people, with your, or maybe on your own. No, no, and, and, and with the bands. Mira, vamos a terminar esto ya porque llevamos una hora y diez minutos hablando, Jelen, aquí podemos estar todo el día. Um, the last question, it's a very silly one. Uh, if you were on a desert island and you could only be with one person, who would you be with oh, and why? God. Yes! That's a really bad question. Yes. That's the worst question yeah, you've done it, today. But, it, but, it, but it's, uh, like, it's about who, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That's such a hard one. That's such a hard one. What can't you do without? What can, who can I, can't I do without? Who? Mi mujer, eso seguro. Claro. <laughs> She's my pillar. Claro. And I have to be honest. Claro. Um, I'm lucky enough to have found somebody who's understanding de lo que hago, which I think is, I, I don't have a fixed routine. And that's very hard for hmm. the person who receives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It does say yeah. she's been always very supportive. I mean... I, I, I have a whole floor to myself now in the studio. Entonces, I, I mean, she, and she's only going to be upstairs. Okay. Well, she's going to throw me down when she doesn't <laughs> want to hear me anymore. <laughs> Pero I think I think that I, I owe a lot of things to her in that sense. Porque también she's not the kind of person who gives me pats on the back. And that's, I, find, I find that fantastic. Hmm. Si yo hago una canción, no me va a venir me va a decir, oh, qué guapa está. Maybe I might be very thrilled and she'll go like, yeah, okay. And that makes me have to push myself even more. Entiendo, no? Entonces, I, I never, I'm never complacent with mm-hmm. anything. Con que I needed somebody que fuera así so that I get out every single piece of juice from my orange. <laughs> si lo quieren mirar yeah. así. Claro, that's good. Eso es lo que es. And you've, eso got es lo your, que es. you've got your two boys. I've got my two well, boys. I'm sure they inspire you every day, Salen a ti alguno de los dos? Sí, hombre, of course. Some music. There's a lot, there's a lot in that. Sí? <laughs> le, encanta la, like? le encanta la música. Por las mañanas, the, the best is to get them out of bed is put music. And they'll be jumping around and singing and doing, mm-hmm. doing air guitar. Me sacan la guitarra. Are they, are they, are and they they're proud? all looking forward that I finish the studio now because I told them that I'm going to put drums in it. And ya están como, oh my wow. God, drums cool. in the house. Do they think it's cool? Dad's a rock star. I think that they saw my first concert last year when they vinieron a los conciertos de taxi. And, and ¿Y Se quedaron un poco like shocked. I think they were, I think they were a bit shocked, yes. I think so. <laughs> un poco raro. Because bueno. they see you every day and, mm. and, and I, come with, I come up with songs and again, cuando tú estás en tu casa, nobody's going to make much about what you do. They used to. You see, mm. you do it. 
¿Me entiendes? Yeah. Again, yeah, yeah, you won't yeah, get yeah. a pat on, on, on your back yeah, with yeah. anyone in your house porque yeah. eres tú. Mm -hmm. It's me, it's just me. It's Dylan. <laughs> That's it. Pero claro, cuando te ven en un real scenario, and I remember, I remember going to a concert de Paul McCartney en el O2 y él explicaba eso que había tocado, estaban tocando en Londres y su familia had gone to visit y claro él era eh, Grandpa Paul o sea, su nieto y que el nieto el nieto no entendía como como, como coño esto es mi abuelo ¿me entiendes? Yeah. <laughs> mi abuelo ¿cómo What's puede ser mi abuelo? Si, ¿cómo puede ser mi abuelo like uh, yeah. God's gift to, to rock, uh, rock being a rock star ¿no? ¿sabe? everyone wants to be Paul McCartney who wouldn't? Yeah. And, y dice tú claro but they're all real son gente con familia hmm. con hijo hmm. con, con vida normal de carne y hueso yeah. claro they just happen to be Pero, talented claro But if I talk about music, for example, that you, you're also mentioning, a lo mejor, I, I believe that the Beatles invented everything for me. They hold the Bible to music. There's tons of influence. There's too many things that you can... I'm still finding things. They've just released a new song that made it to number one. I, I think it's a beautiful song. Beautiful. No sé cuántas veces me la puesto ya. Y si yo la cantan ya y todo. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. And I love to see that mis hijos son como like old souls en ese aspecto sí they'll hear some of the modern music pero porque they get bombarded with YouTube videos hoy en día y te salen o lo que le dicen los amigos y cosas o, um, sí como sí. música de fondo maybe sí, on sí, a TikTok sí. video whatever I get it hmm. pero ellos se dan cuenta cuando la música es de verdad y cuando es una porquería lo entienden <laughs> por lo no entienden. decirlo malamente lo entienden they understand That they, si le pongo los Rolling Stones y le pongo canciones like you can't get, always get what you want they get it mm. <laughs> they bloody hell get it y, se, y te la cantan o le ponen Man on the Moon de R.E.M. and and, Very and, cool. and I tell they, 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 I try to feed Good. them what I can pero Good. yo creo que los Beatles is the essence of everything they Mira, it's everything. been amazing we've been talking Nada. for a long time thank you so much for giving va? up no your problem. time we've, no problem. how long have we been trying to get together venga You've been listening to series three of my podcast, which is called Why Bother? It's a question I've often asked myself, and I'm sure you have too. And I wanted to speak to people about their journeys to success, why they've bothered. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a big thank you too to artist Beatrice Garcia for designing the podcast icon. Her website is beatricegarcia.com. Thank you for listening and please like and rate the show. And should you want to get in touch, my email is rougechip at gmail.com.